everyone, it's Mr. Charlton here, and this is Audio Story 249. Now, the next story has been chosen by Oscar. Hello, Oscar. And Oscar has asked for the Lorax. Are you ready? Okay, let's begin. The Lorax by Dr. Zeus. At the far end of town, where the grickle grass grows, and the wind smells slow and sour when it blows, and no birds ever sing, except all crows, in the street of the lifted Lorax. And deep in the grickle grass, some people say, if you look deep enough, you can still see today, where the Lorax once stood, just as long as it could, before somebody lifted the Lorax away. What was the Lorax? And why was it there? And why was it lifted and taken somewhere? From the far end of town where the grickle grass grows, the old wantsler still lives here. Ask him, ask him, he knows. You won't see the wantsler, don't knock at his door. He stays in his lurkim on top of his store. He lurks in his lurkim, called under the roof, where he makes his own clothes out of myth-muffered moof. And on special dank midnights in August he peeks out of the shutters and sometimes he speaks and tells how the Lorax was lifted away. He'll tell you perhaps if you're willing to pay. On the end of a rope he lets down a tin pail and you have to toss in 15 cents and a nail and the shell of a great, great grandfather snail. Then he pulls up the pail makes a most careful count to see if you've paid him the proper amount. Then he hides what you've paid him away in his snivvy, his secret strange hole in his groveless glove. Then he grunts, I will call you by whisper my phone from the secrets I tell are for your ears alone. (laughs) Slup! Down slups a whisper my phone to your ear. And the old wantler's whispers are not very clear, since they have to come down through a snuggly holes, and he sounds as if he had smallish bees up his nose. Now I tell you, he says with his teeth sounding grey, how the Lorax got lifted and taken away. It all started way back, such a long, long back. Way back in the days when the grass was still green, and the pond was still wet, and the clothes were still clean, and the song of the swoony swans rang out in space, one morning I came to this glorious place, and I first saw the trees, the truffler trees, the bright-coloured truffs on the truffler trees, mile after mile in the fresh morning breeze, and under the trees I saw a brown barbaloots, frisking about in their barbaloot suits as they played in the shade and ate truffle of fruits. From the rippleless pond came the comfortable sound of the humming fish humming while splashing around. Oh, but those trees, those trees, those truffle trees. All my life I'd been searching for trees such as these. The touch of these tufts was much softer than silk and they had the sweet smell of that butterly milk. I felt a great leaping of joy in my heart. I knew just what I'd do. I unloaded my cart. In no time at all, I had built a small shop. Then I chopped down a truffle tree with one chop. And with great skillful skill, 
and with great speedy speed, I took the soft tuft and I knitted a thneed. The instant I'd finished, I heard a gazump. I looked, I saw something pop out of the stump. It popped out of the tree I chopped down. It was a sort of a man. Describe him that's hard. I don't know if I can. He was shortish and oldish and brownish and mossy. And he spoke with a voice that was sharpish and bossy. Mister, he said with a sawdusty sneeze. I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. I speak for the trees, for the trees have no tongues. And I'm asking you, sir, at the top of my lungs. He was very upset as he shouted and puffed. What's that thing you've made out of my truffle and tuff? Look, Lorax, I said, there's no cause for alarm. I chopped just one, I am doing no harm. I've been quite useful, the thing is a thneed. A thneed to find something that all people just need. It's a shirt, it's a sock, it's a glove, it's a hat. But it's got other uses, yeah, yeah, far beyond that. You can use it for carpets, for pillows, for sheets, or curtains, or covers, or bicycle seats the lorax said sir you are crazy with greed there's no one on earth who would buy that fool's need but the very next minute i proved he was wrong for just at that minute a chap came along and he thought that the need i had knitted was great he happily bought it for three dollars ninety eight i laughed at the lorax you poor stupid guy you can never tell what people will buy I repeat, cried the Lorax, I speak for the trees. I'm busy, I told him, shh, if you please. I rushed, I rushed across the room and in no time at all, built a radio phone, I put in a quick call. I called all my brothers and uncles and aunts and I said, listen here, he's a wonderful chance for the whole Wansler family to get mighty rich. Get over here fast, take the road to North Mitch. Turn left at Wee Waken, sharp right at South Snitch. And in no time at all, in the factory I built, the whole Wansler family was working full tilt. We were all knitting thneeds, just as busy as beads, to the sound of the chopping of truffler trees. Then, oh baby oh, how my business did grow. No chopping one tree at a time was too slow, so I quickly invented my super hacks haxer, which whacked off four truffler trees at one smacker. We were making thneed four times as fast as before, and that Lorax, he didn't show up any more. But the next week he knocked on my new office door. He snapped, I am the Lorax who speaks for the trees, which you seem to be chopping as fast as you please. But I'm also in charge of the brown barber loots who played in the shade in the barber loot suits and happily lived eating truffler fruits. No, thank you for hacking my trees to the ground. There's not enough truffler fruit to go around, and my poor barber loots are all getting the crummies because they have gas and no food in the tummies. They love living here, but I can't let them stay. They'll have to find food, and I hope that, that, that they may. Good luck, boys, he cried, and he sent them away. I, the Wansler, felt sad, and I watched them all go. But business is business, and business must grow, regardless of crummies or tummies, you know. I meant no harm. I really didn't mean any harm at all. I mostly did not, but I had to grow bigger, so bigger I got. I biggered my factory, I biggered my roads. I biggered my wagons, I biggered the loads. 
of the Thneeds I shipped out. I was shipping them forth, to the south, to the east, to the west, to the north. I went right on biggering, selling more Thneeds, and I biggered my money, which everyone needs. I wonder what happens next. Then again, he came back. He was fixing some pipes. What? That old nuisance Lorax came back with more gripes. I am the Lorax. (laughs) He coughed and he whiffed. He sneezed and he snuffled. He snaggled, he sniffed. Wansler, he cried with a cruffless croak. Wansler, you're making such smuggler smoke. My poor swansome swans, while they can't sing a note, no one can sing who has smog in his throat. And so, said the Lorax, please pardon my cough. (coughs) They cannot live here, so I'm sending them off. Uh, Where will they go? I don't hopefully know. They may have to fly for a month or a year to escape from the smog you smogged up around here. has a nasty cough, the Lorax. What's more, snapped the Lorax. His dander was up. Let me say a few words about gluppity glup. Your machinery chugs on day and night without stop, making gluppity glup also schluppity schlop. And what do you do with this leftover goo? I'll show you, you dirty old wantsler man. You! You're glumping the pond where the humming fish hummed. No more can they hum for the gills are all glummed. So I'm sending them off Oh, the future is dreary. They'll walk on their fins and get woefully weary in search of some water that isn't so smeary. (coughs) And the cough continued. And then I got mad. I got terribly mad. I yelled at the Lorax. No, listen here, Dad. And do them yip-yap and say, bad, bad, bad. Well, I have my rights, sir, and I'm telling you. I am going to come over and do something I will do. And for your information, your Lorax, I'm figuring and biggering and biggering and biggering and biggering and biggering and biggering, forming more truffler trees into Thneeds, which everyone, everyone, everyone needs. And at that moment, we heard a loud whack. From outside in the fields came a sickening smack of an axe on a tree. Then we heard the tree fall. The very last truffler tree of them all. I'll say that again, boys and girls. Then we heard the tree fall. The very last truffler tree of them all. No more trees, no more thneeds, no more work to be done. So in no time my uncles and aunties, every one, all waved a goodbye. They jumped in their cars and drove away under the smoke-smuggered stars. Now all that was left, near the bad-smelling sky, was my big empty factory, the Lorax and I. The Lorax said nothing, just gave me a glance just gave me a very sad and backward glance and he lifted himself by the seat of his pants and I'll never forget the grim look on his face when he hoisted himself and took leave of this place through a hole in the smog without leaving a trace and all that the Lorax left here in this mess was a small pile of rocks with the one word useless whatever that meant well I just couldn't guess 
That was long, long ago, but each day since that day, I'm sat here worried and worried away. Through the years while my buildings have fallen apart, I'm worried about it with all, all of my heart. But now, says the wanderer, now that you're here, the word of the Lorax seems perfectly clear. Unless someone like you cares a whole lot more, and a whole lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. <gasps> the end. Or is it the end? Maybe not. There's one more page. So, catch, calls the wantler. He lets something fall. It's the truffler seed. It's the last one of all. You're in charge of the last of the truffler seeds. And truffler trees are what everyone needs. Plant a new truffalo tree and do it with care. Give it clean water and feed it with fresh air. Grow a forest, protect it from axes, protect it from axes that hack. Then the Lorax and all his friends may come back. Now that is the end, boys and girls. So maybe they will plant a seed and all the truffalo trees will come back. And everything will go back to how it used to be before all the smoke and the smog and those other things. Oscar, boys and girls, I hope you enjoyed the story and I will see you again very soon on Mr. Charlton's Audio Stories. Bye, bye, bye.